Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, Black Bear by Vonnie Winslow Christ. When she rounded the bend in the trail, Danny spotted a bear digging at the roots of a tree stump. She stopped walking so suddenly, the bear bells attached to her backpack jangled, and her hiking boots kicked a handful of pebbles off the path and down a rocky embankment to her left. The creature responded to the noise by lifting his head, grunting, then twitching his ears. Surprised by the enormous size and close proximity of the animal, Danny inhaled quick, shallow breaths. She'd always prided herself on being prepared for anything, but all the wildlife fact sheets she'd read hadn't accurately described the long, curving claws on each of the bear's paws. Those claws were designed for ripping open logs to expose insects, tearing into earth to find tasty roots, overturning rocks to uncover reptiles and amphibians, shredding carrion, and scratching bear sign on the trunks of trees. She hoped they wouldn't be used on her. Stay calm and don't run, she reminded herself. Running would excite the bear's natural chase reflex, so she needed to back away slowly. As Danny took a couple of steps back, the bear stood upright on his hind legs. He's just trying to get a better look, she thought. Though, to be factual about the situation, bears rely on their sense of smell more than eyesight, so he was probably trying to figure out where the new smell was coming from. Don't look him directly in the eyes, she whispered to herself. He'll think it's a threat. And since she'd already invaded the animal's personal space, any additional threatening behavior was likely to result in a charge. Forgetting the steep drop-off to her left, Danny took another step backwards, and found herself teetering on the edge of the embankment. The bear huffed a cloud of white smoke, water vapor, caused by the meeting of warm breath and cold air. Next it woofed, dropped to all fours, and ran towards her. Just then Danny's feet slipped out from under her and she fell to her stomach. Fighting the weight of her backpack plus the gravelly icy hillside, she grabbed at rocks and small bushes in an effort to avoid tumbling twenty or thirty meters down to the next level spot in the trail. The bear was only about two meters away when Danny realized her vulnerable predicament and surrendered to gravity. The last thing she remembered before blackness enveloped her, after crashing through the brush and early snow, bouncing over fallen logs, slamming into the base of an oak tree, was seeing the face of the bear looming over her. As Danny regained consciousness, she was greeted by the sound of a faucet turning on, water running, and the clank of a kettle being placed on a gas stove burner. She tried to speak, but her mouth felt like it was filled with cotton. Give yourself a minute, said a deep voice. You've had quite a tumble. You're lucky to be in one piece. She opened her eyes, squinted at the winter sunlight streaming through the window over the sink. A large man with black hair, beard, and mustache stood by the stove watching her. Water, she managed to squawk. Here you go, said the man as he helped her sit upright. 
Even through the dark flannel shirt he wore, Danny noticed how muscular his arms were, and there was a pleasant woodsy smell to him, like he'd just come in from chopping firewood. He held a mug to her lips. She swallowed several mouthfuls of water, then opened her eyes wide. Would have it contained poison or drugs? As if he read her thoughts, the man smiled and took a drink from the mug Danny had just sipped from. Best well water in these parts. He stood and extended his hand. Garth Underwood, researcher, photographer, nature writer, and your neighbor. Neighbor? Yes, indeed. You live up near the main road, but if you drive to the end of Turkey Run Lane, take the drive to the right, you'll end up here. Garth spread his arms wide. How do you know where I live? asked Danny uneasily. Maybe this Garth character wasn't the gentle giant he seemed to be. Maybe he was a stalker. And how had he found her? Against safety protocol, she'd been hiking alone. The only other creature on that hillside besides Danny had been the bear. I've seen you picking up your mail. He paused, studied the back of his hands. Danny followed his gaze. She couldn't help but notice how hairy the backs of his hands were. And you waited on me down at the lakeside restaurant, he added, looking at her with kind brown eyes. Oh, Danny glanced away and tried to remember seeing Garth before today. She vaguely recalled him sitting alone near a window. Don't worry if you can't remember me, he shrugged. Not many people do. I kind of blend into the woodwork. Before she could think of a reply, Garth strode to the stove, removed the now whistling tea kettle, dropped tea bags into two mugs, and poured boiling water into the pottery containers. After setting the kettle back on a burner, he turned toward Danny and asked, Sugar? Honey? Milk? Uh, a little honey. No milk or sugar. That's the way I like it. He grinned at her as he scooped a spoonful of the golden liquid into each mug. I'm a great fan of honey. I think I could eat it every day, honeycomb and all. Danny returned his grin. Garth Underwood was quite likable. She wondered why she had never noticed him before. She took the tea from his hand. Delicious, she said, after tasting the honey-sweetened brew. I agree. Garth took a gulp of the steaming liquid and watched her. There was something familiar about his eyes. Maybe she did remember him from the lakeside restaurant. I think I'm remembering you. Really? He leaned closer. The smell of woods, berries, and earth was almost overwhelming. Her thought returned to today's hike. What had he been doing in the woods? Walking alone, perhaps taking photographs of this year's first snowfall? Had Garth heard her tumbling down the hillside, or had he seen it? And what of the bear? She was certain the creature had been staring down at her when she passed out. Did you actually see me fall? He nodded. And I tried to get to you in time to catch you. She shook her head. No one could have reached me before I fell, but... The bear... I know. I don't understand. But even as she uttered the words, Danny recognized the kind brown eyes as the eyes of the black bear. I didn't mean to scare you then, or now, said Garth as he took her hand in his. She gasped as the scent of forest filled her nostrils and the warmth of Garth's hand made her want to lean closer. Danny thought of the day moon faintly shining in the morning sky. It had been full. In the best part, whispered Garth as gently, ever so gently, he bit her. We both 
love, honey. This has been Black Bear, written by Vonnie Winslow Christ and previously published in Morpheus Tales. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening.